The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. Wow, we have a cool show, and what a big week we just had this past week. We did uh, the D.C. Swim Week, and we have Miss Earth 2017 happening this week, and all kinds of other big events, including uh, our guests that are going to be on for uh, a couple minutes to share the Balloon Festival happening on August 4th and 5th. So I'm pretty excited about this to have Alex and Ron on the show. Um, thank you very much, Alex and Ron, for picking my birthday to launch all these balloons. That really meant a lot to me. I haven't really had a birthday that had so much effort put into it. And you're inviting like 10,000 people to this festival to celebrate, right? Yeah, more if, uh, if we could. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go for that. So let me introduce you guys. Alex Spies operates the Triple Creek Winery, a family-owned business in Cardova, Maryland. This is the second year the Spies family will be hosting the Chesapeake Bay Balloon and Wine Festival. And Ron Broderick, is a hot air balloon pilot and owner of Friendship Hot Air Balloon Company in West Frederick, Frederick, uh, Friendship, Maryland, uh, as a balloon meister. His duties this year were to invite 19 hot air balloon pilots from different states to be part of, our, of the festival and coordinate all aspects of the balloon activities, including balloon flights, te- uh, tethering, and the balloon glow each evening. So let's start off with you, Ron. Tell me about uh, what gave you the idea to create the festival and how long you've been doing it and your background. Well, we're delighted to be part of this festival again. Uh, I've been ballooning for a long time, and uh, we this will be the sixth year for the festival down on the eastern shore of Maryland. And the response has been growing each year. It's huge. And uh, we're looking mainly using Facebook and social media. We find that in the last two years the the interest and, uh, and the attendance has quadrupled from uh, the prior year so. Um, it's a matter of excitement, interest. People love it. Instead of my just flying alone here in Howard County, there are only a few pilots in Maryland, but you, a lot of festivals throughout the country, and you invite all your friends who, who are balloonists, and we spread it over a two, maybe three-day weekend, and a lot of activities, and people love it. Well, you mentioned social media being a very big part of this. What? What do you think would happen if it wasn't Facebook or social media to help aid you in getting the word out? Well, Alex, Alex is doing doing that also as well as as we are. You know, it's one thing to to advertise on TV and get the word out the traditional way, but uh, for some reason, it just seems like there's so much interest in the chatter going back and forth on our Facebook um, with people interested and in wanting to come. The numbers are huge, so we're expecting. 
a much bigger crowd. Yes, last year it was a one-day event, and we estimated about ten, eleven thousand people. And this year, two-day event, and we're expecting, you know, who knows? I hate, I hate to guess, but uh, nice weather, and uh, it should be a huge turnout. Yeah, it sounds like a blast, and I've never experienced something this big, so I'm excited to spend my birthday with you guys. Uh, Alex, let's talk a little bit about your winery. Uh, share what, how you created your winery, what, what your passion is, and uh, what you'd like the folks to know about how they could order it. Well, it was uh, kind of a, we kind of fell into it. We, uh, it's a business started with four brothers, but the uh, vineyard itself was started by a friend of the family who, came and wanted like a hobby uh, acreage and he got older and couldn't take care of it anymore so and it was on our land so it was kind of us decide of a keep going with it or to get rid of it and as a family we all decided to keep going with it and turned it into uh, nine different wines that we have now and uh, uh, and since this balloon festival it's really started to take off so it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I look forward to trying your wine. Uh, my wife and I enjoy very much going to wine tastings and all the wine festivals, so this will be a first experience of your winery, and we will be doing our best to share the love on social media of what you guys have created together. So I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Oh, well, we look forward to seeing you, too. And we'll do something and, uh, special for your birthday. Well, thank you, Ron. As a recap, can you just share the uh, aspects of the festival on Friday and Saturday, the, the glow, the bloom glow, and also the um, you have uh, a pageant winners coming in, I think, at 5 o'clock? Yes. Yes, the uh, Asian Pacific uh, pageant finalists are coming in, and it's 15, and they want to come around, walk around, meet people, and mainly get a lot of photos with them in the balloons, around the balloons, and so forth, so... I think that'll be a, a great addition to the festival with all the other things that we have going on. Uh, I actually have okay. a couple people that uh, want to um, propose during the festival, so oh, that's see awesome. if we can make that happen. Okay, and then uh, my, I, as I told you, my son was four years old. He wasn't exactly excited about jumping in a balloon, but I think he's going to be quite fascinated by um, the spectacle of it. And you have a, at the night at 8.30, roughly, you're releasing the balloons, and they're going to glow in the, uh, at night? Uh, how how yeah, does that work? I heard that part. Yeah, the, the, fat, the glow is right at, right at dusk when, the, when um, uh, the, the huge 10-foot flame that, that uh, inflates the balloon. At night, the, the illumination of the balloon is magnificent. And uh, with, with the 18, 19 balloons all displaying, it's, it's a great visual for everybody. So that's a 20-minute special each night at 8.30. Well, the uh, next guest that's going to be introduced momentarily, his name's Mark Harris, and I know with him hearing about this, he's probably going to want to bring his balloon to uh, the festival, and that way you'll have an even 20, and you won't have to have this 19-odd <laughs> number. So that's going to be kind of exciting. So, so without further ado... The festival's going on, so it's difficult to get other balloonists to commit to come down, but... Um, yeah, we welcome. Okay, well, Mark is going to be elated about this because we had a talk earlier today, and he was like, well, why can't I bring my balloon? And I said, well, I'm going to do everything I can. Don't want to really make Alex and Ron feel like they're being put on the spot, but if we can get the 20th balloon to be yours, Mark, then we're going to do it. So he, he's probably jumping for joy in the background right now. But you guys are I, welcome um, to stay on the show and listen. You can go ahead and mute your phones, and 
I'll connect you later to uh, our guest because he's a superstar, and he might be able to give some ideas on how we can actually uh, get your event to be a, more of a national spectacle if you'd like. So I want to uh, introduce Gita for a second. Gita's been going through some really fun challenges, and for those of you in the audience that uh, think that you are having it tough, i got to say, we are so proud of our Gita because she is not knowing where she's going to be, what kind of technological uh, challenges she's going to have, and all kinds of stuff. But I wanted to acknowledge her because she's been a trooper through all this. Uh, even even being sick, I remember a couple weeks ago, you were at 102 degrees uh, temperature, and you said, you know, take the take the hour off. And you're like, no, not unless it gets to 106 degrees will I even consider uh, being not being on the air. So, Gita, thank you very much for being on the Happy. air and always supporting the team. And uh, I wanted to also give you a chance to say when your radio show is and uh, who you might be having on your next show. Thank you so much, Ken. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to all of you. I'm, I'm really honored to be part of uh, Amplify Radio Show. And yes, my radio show is Dynamic Growth with Gratitude. And the next guest speaker I'm going to have is Diane Morris. And on August 31st, I have Manny Lopez as my guest speaker, who was also the first guest, one of our guests on Amplify Radio Show. And that's how I got to know him. So thank you, Ken, for introducing me to him and many more wonderful guests. Looking forward to speak to all our guests today as well. Well, because of you and Joyce, we just found out from Voice America just yesterday at 5 o'clock that uh, we are being brought over to the Influence channel, uh, which is really a big a big accolade jump and compliment to what you guys have done to help create a really dynamic show. So we'll be moving to Mondays at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern for bringing your Mondays up with uh, amplification and uh, I'm just so proud of what you guys have helped accomplish with uh, the show. So thank you. And I want to turn it over to Joyce. Joyce, you've been uh, on the phone every single week for at least an hour with Mr. Mark Harris. The opportunity of not only getting to know him, but bringing him on the show with Dustin. And I think he's been spotlit at least one other time on the show. So would you be uh, so kind as to read the bio and uh, just share what impact he's had in your life? Sure, Ken. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm actually broadcasting here from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I'm at an event, Ken. So I'm at an event with the Packers and the American Heart Association. So it's awesome to be here and with all this excitement and bringing a little bit of the uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to you on the East Coast. And So I want to introduce Mark Harris. And, you know, this is really a pleasure, so thank you. So I've gotten to know Mark over the last few months. Mark is really uh, a relationship capitalist. I love that term. He served like so many thousands of individuals, entrepreneurs, CEOs, throughout the nation and actually, you know, the globe. He's been an advisor and a mentor, speaker, entrepreneur. He's an inventor, which I don't know about that yet, so I maybe we'll learn about that today. So he's also uh, the founder of the Thought Leadership Alliance through another board that he's developed, the International Association of Trade Associations. Particularly today, I think we're going to talk about, he produces some of the most successful mastermind events. So 
one of them is called uh, De La Creme. I like to call it Creme De La Creme, but it's De La Creme Mastermind, which is known as the Mastermind of Masterminds. But mostly, he's so proud that he considers himself first and foremost a dedicated follower of the Creator, a loving husband, and a blessed father of his 12 children. So welcome, Mark Harris. Well, thank you, Joyce. You did a fantastic job of... uh saying all kinds of amazing things about me. So I hope to live up to all the exciting stuff. So, Well, I'm sure you will, Mark. But don't be scared. Get, those, get rid of those butterflies, and we're ready to take <laughs> off. <laughs> you so, got it. I have always been amazed at when I talk to you, how you're able to really look at every single conversation as how to create the, the solution to a problem and how to create an abundance aspect to that conversation in some type of joint venture where everyone wins. So uh, I applaud you on, you know, what you're able to accomplish every single time you're having a relationship and a business conversation. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Kev. We had a wonderful uh, webinar, the mega webinar you did last week. Um, Yep. I I, I wanted to share because, you know, we didn't actually push out on social media. Uh, It was more of an email blast, I guess, through you and your other counterparts that were on the show. So, because the show is pushed out so heavily on social media and also uh, it's memorialized on iTunes, I wanted to do something we haven't done before. I wanted to have you just give a recap of the webinar and maybe just take a minute or two of what the gold nuggets that each of the, uh, the experts shared. And then we can, of course, thank them for not only the webinar, but help our guests learn more about what you're doing. Well, that's a good, that's a good way to start. Let's, so, you know, this particular, uh, I do a lot of events, and as you know, we, we have uh, one coming up next month, the speaker, author, mastermind, and therefore this particular event was kind of like a preview for people who really want to get their message out to the world, and this this is lots of, usually in the business community, it could be speakers who consider themselves speakers, people who have some kind of advice uh, or message for the world, but the reality is, is that it's now becoming where if you're a CEO of any company or an entrepreneur or a business owner or a leader or executive of any company, you would better have a message for the world or you're going to be marginalized at best. Anyway, so really most of us are becoming speakers in one way or another because we, we have to be. I mean, ultimately, uh, Apple became the leading company in the world through Steve Jobs becoming a thought leader or becoming a person who, you know, everybody throughout the world wanted to hear every word he had to say, and they had the media lining up the door for his next prognostication, you know. And anything he would say uh, was, was there, and he got billions of dollars of free marketing because he would share that message to the world, and, of course, that's what's going on these days. But anyway... We help people do that, and so I just I put together the the biggest and best people in this space, and and I'm sure your viewers know like you were one of those uh, those guests. Um, maybe we can let them have access to that show, which was a fantastic show. But um, regardless of that, uh, you know, as you know, Ken is so awesome at really making events come alive and visually representing them to millions of people who visit these events or who people who haven't even been at those events. And he, he creates a social proof mechanism where people can see those kind of events in a way that wasn't, you know, normally possible. Um, and so I'm sure you're going to do that for this balloon fest, which looks sounds like a really awesome thing, you know. I can imagine. Are you going to uh, bring your balloon? 
Are you going to bring well, your balloon, Mark? I, I would love to bring my balloon. In fact, we, we love balloons over here. Balloons, uh, I have, as you know, I have 12 children, and these guys love, uh, uh, you know, doing all kinds of things with balloons. In fact, we do an event once a year where everybody in the audience takes a couple of balloons and they blow them up and they have them in each hand. And you've probably seen that, but uh, then we just, uh, everybody uh, like yells out a wonderful saying and, and then the whole room is filled with flying balloons. They don't tie the balloons. They just fill them with air and then let them go all at the same time. And uh, I, don't, I hope that doesn't happen at your balloons. <laughs> but, but, well, I think these are rather uh, large balloons. That are going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't think we want that, but um, yeah, so we love that. But anyway, so we had Ken in there talking about that. We also had, you probably heard of Tony Robbins. You've heard of people like uh, maybe Brian Tracy, T. Harvecker, uh, Joe Polish, you know, uh, Wayne Dyer, you know, just about anybody in the self-help space, a lot of people in the marketing and business space. Uh, and one of our uh, guests who's a strategic partner of mine named Gail Kingsbury. Ga- uh, Gail basically is the woman behind these events. Uh, you know, just one of those guys I just told you about, uh, like Tony Robbins, she built his mastery program and certification program with him and uh, managed that, that whole process. She took another one of those guys, you know, T. Harvecker with his book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. They, they had included tickets into that book. And, of course, that book then turned into 168 events per year. Uh, and, of course, uh, doing some amazing stuff with that. So you can take your message in lots of different ways, events, live, you know, uh, pre-recorded, whatever. You know, you can do that virtually or in, in person. But um, ultimately, these are real live events where that kind of level of intimacy is not really possible in any other way. So we, she showed a little bit about how, well, she shared one event that just happened a couple weeks ago, actually, where there was a challenge with that particular event, and, and Les Brown was getting ready to come on, and there was problems with the doors. There were, there's 5,000 people trying to get into a little door. It's kind of like uh, a nightmare. She shared how they, they solve that problem, how they deal with these kind of problems, and how speakers have to deal with some of these things. Um, when you're, when you're well, she may, actually, Mark, she may want to talk to the, uh, Alex and Ron because they have like 10,000 people going down a small road to get into this, uh, wine festival. So that might be something that she can help with there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but you know, ultimately you got to think about these things. I have another uh, partner who wasn't on that call, uh, Russ Whitney, who, uh, got to the point where he was developing 600 events per week. Uh, with 60,000 people a month coming through these events, uh, and he was generating, you know, literally uh, $250 million a year at these events. And um, he was telling me about one event where they only were expecting several hundred people and over like 1,500 show up, and the the fire marshal says, no, we're not having this event. I mean, you can't do this. And he showed how he solved that problem. You know, it is about problem solving. You know, we have to, you know, the the, the focus of life really for all of us has to be service. You know, know, service is the measurement of greatness. You know, and ultimately you can serve people with products. You can do it with solutions or services. You can do it with advice. You can do it with all kinds of different things. And ultimately, the bottom line is our job is to serve them. And usually it's some kind of problem that they have that they want to get rid of. Uh, or sometimes it's an opportunity that they want to seize. Uh, and the fact that they haven't seized the opportunity already is a problem in itself. So when we solve these problems, what we want to do is we want to find, okay, what will solve this problem? What will actually allow 
me to serve them, which allows them to serve their clients. And when you start doing this a lot, you focus on that. It becomes a really powerful thing. And the good news is, actually, I'll quote Thomas Edison. He, he said something really powerful. He said, you know, he says, um, you know, <laughs> he said, I actually heard this recording, and he said it kind of like in a kind of a, an interesting accent. He says, you know, he says, the Almighty has made it so that with every problem, there is a solution. Okay? He says, but don't get upset with the Almighty if you don't know what that solution is. Okay? <laughs> and so the reality is you just got to get really good at uh, developing solutions. And the interesting thing is every solution creates the next problem. <laughs> so you got to... Well, I wanted to you ask gotta, you, uh, if you if you knew the answer, uh, did, did Russ... How did Russ actually solve the uh, 1500 showing up at the 200? Do you recall that? Okay. Right, I'll, tell you? I'll tell you. You probably get upset if I told you, but I'll tell you anyway. Believe it or not, he just simply had them take all the chairs out of the, uh, out of the auditorium. Um, so, and then they said, okay, there's no, there's no obstructions now, so they could do it. So the numbers that were there before had chairs that people could not easily get out, potentially. They just literally had everybody stand for the event. <clears throat> That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Well, I, you know, as a tangent, because I think this is really important that we just stop and acknowledge this part, is that without him actually addressing that problem, there's chaos, there's frustration, people leave, there's uh, brand damage, there's all this stuff. So um, what, what do you recommend, because you're, you're in that mindset that when you see someone that's hung up, they're challenged, they're, uh, in, uh, they're not able to break through, how does one really step back and train themselves to be able to solve problems at that level? What's good practice? Okay. Okay, so the best way, first of all, to solve somebody else's problem is to practice the golden rule. That is the number one solution to almost everything. But the reality is, and it may be overused or sound even trite, the reality is is truly to put yourself in their shoes. Okay, and I don't mean just their shoes. I mean everybody's shoes. You know, the golden rule says, you know, therefore, as you would wish others to do to you, do to them likewise. And that, that is a them. It's not just one person. It's usually a collection of people who are, who are affected by the, the problem at hand. So you have to think about, first, all the people in the situation. And the second thing you do is you put them, yourself in each one of their shoes and said, okay, what would this person like the most? What, is the, what would be the ideal situation for each one of those people? And not necessarily having any limitations. So you say, okay, look, if, if money wasn't an object, if I could literally have access to anybody in the world, um, any, any skill set in the world, what would be the ideal situation for everybody in, involved? And then you kind of collectively put it all together and say, okay, this is how it would look, and here's the, the ideal solution. It may sound like a brainstorming thing, which it could be, but the reality is is that we have access to all the resources in the world. And that may sound metaphysical, but the reality is, is that um, everybody already has everything we need. Somebody has it out there. It could be a distribution channel. It could be, uh, you know, access to a list. It could be access to a, a media outlet. It could be access to an innovation. Uh, it could be, and I can give you lots of examples to this, but ultimately every single business problem, every single professional problem, even every single life problem has a solution, like Thomas Edison said. And the job is, is to just find out who's already got the best solution out there. And a lot of times you can't necessarily have the, we'll call it the ideal situation. It may take a while to create, but you can have the best solution that's available right now. And then, and that's what you go with. 
And then what you do is you simply go out and start trying to find the best people that can actually fulfill that solution for you. And there's lots of ways of doing that we could talk about. But that's what I do with strategic partnering. And as Joyce said, with as a relationship capitalist, where we kind of figure out how this can be a win-win for everybody involved. Well, I don't think Russ would get that angry that you shared this because, as you know, I invited him last minute yesterday to be on the show, and he could have answered this. So, you know, he was the one who decided that not to be on the show today with this last That's minute invitation. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been quite busy with another big project, but the reality is that's that's hilarious. No, but well, anyone uh, that's actually, doing six hundred shows, yeah, anyone doing six hundred events a week, I, I would say needs a little more advance notice than one day. So, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you got it, you got it. Okay, well, let's continue with the webinar. Uh, just some other nuggets that you thought were pertinent to our audience uh, learning, and that would they would learn more of if they came to the event uh, that we can share at least how to get more information about it. Well, you know, okay, so. First of all, you know, we talked about this. Actually, you know what I can do to also give access to the event to everybody. If you, if you go to influencerblueprints.com forward slash amplify, influencerblueprints.com forward slash amplify, you can actually get a, access to that whole uh, session we did, which was really powerful. But the reality is, let's talk about, you know, this, this whole idea of how can this help the average business owner? I don't care what business you're in or what profession you're in. Let's talk about that for a second. The reality is, let's just talk about the speaking business alone. Now, you may say, you know, I'll, you know public speaking is the greatest fear out there, they claim, right? And, and so, obviously, people say, I don't want to become a speaker, and that may be true. So, maybe you're also thinking the author realm, which is, of course, a written version of your message, right? But either way, there is models, there's blueprints, there's, there's things that are, make it easy for you to get your message out to the world. And I don't care who they are. I don't care what situation you find yourself in. Um, you can do some amazing things about changing the world. You see, I, I started the Thought Leadership Alliance with this idea. There's two big things in, in life that most people were missing other than the spiritual things. And, and that was thinking and leadership. You know, they have sometimes... Most people have not been trained to think. They don't think uh, accurately, and sometimes they don't think as creatively as they'd like. But ultimately, a lot of people end up eventually having this idea that they really enjoy, that they're excited about, that, that maybe can change uh, you know, somebody's life. It can change a family or a business or a community or an industry or uh, you know, a community, like a country or even the whole world. But, you know, it's a real tragedy when they don't get these ideas out into the world. So what we do is we, we say, okay, well, then – in addition to the thinking side or the idea side, you also want to now have the leadership side. So it's, it's our job when we have an idea to, to take that idea and to lead it into the world. So it's a proactive thing. And, of course, uh, that could be everything from, like, an iPhone, like Steve Jobs did, it could, to, or even just a, a, you know, legal services to, like a lo- local lo- lawyer would have. And the fact is we have to, in this world where... of everybody Googles something before they buy. Okay, 85%. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it's nearly nearly 90% if in the business-to-business space. And if it's a long-term provider that somebody's looking for, it's almost 100%. So which means that, you know, there's a couple things you've got to remember. Number one is, is that first, where are your buyers going? Where are they looking? Number two, um you know, are you there? 
right? And are you going to be found there when and which way they're going to be found? And can they reach you and get a hold of you from that? So it's all about really uh, being where those people are looking when they're doing this kind of research before they buy. So which means you just had to become a content person. You just had to become somebody who can get the message out to the world. Let me say a couple more things there real quick. And that is we had back in the 70s an information explosion, which is like a joke compared to what we got today, right? Um, it was called the information age. And this is before the internet, even though the internet started in 1869, a couple of friends of mine actually did, did worked on that. Uh, no, it wasn't uh, Al Gore. Yeah. Great story. I have a, uh, two friends of mine, actually one guy invented TCP IP and the other guy actually got it funded by a DARPA net. It was it's a really neat process. But anyway, we had this information age and then we had um, the communication age, right? With, you know, uh, literally, you know, the Internet as an example. So all this information was multiplied towards times each other so that now nobody can actually think. They have so much information coming at them from so many different places, so many different channels. I mean, we had, you know, growing up, we had a chance. We had 100 million people a night watching three stations, right? Okay, now you've got a now you got a hundred million stations where three people are watching. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really what's happening. And so you, you got to, it's a completely different world. And so, but the problem is how do you get through, right? How do you get through to people with this message? And ultimately it means that you have to become the most trusted advisor in the space. Nobody can spend the 40, 90, 200 hours or more on one subject before they can buy it to figure it out themselves. Nobody can do that. So they have to go to somebody that they know, love, and trust who's already done the leadership work to package it so that they can get the right decision, the right advice, the trusted advice that they need in order to, to go forward with the right solution. So everybody, I don't care if you're a CEO, entrepreneur, professional, whatever it is, You've got to become a, an advisor, trusted advisor to your marketplace, hopefully the most trusted advisor to your marketplace, and that means becoming some kind of a speaker or an author, if you don't like speaking, and creating that, a way to get that message out to the world. And there's no faster way than to get the message out through these two means and uh, getting at events live or online or what have you, and, of course, uh, all the other social versions of that that you know a lot about as well. So bottom line, that's, that's what this is all about. And if somebody has that kind of a message, whether it be business or speaker, that's what this event is about. It's about how do you actually do that, make money getting it, how do you get speaking gigs, how do you get in front of large audiences, how do you uh, engage the audiences? How do you uh, get them to the point where that they are adopting your idea and, and taking action on it? So that's really what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I'm so glad to be a part of it. Uh, we're going to go to break right now. I just want to say that uh, I want to acknowledge you, Mark, when I met you three years ago and I was in the shiny object and spinning wheel syndrome. You have helped really transform uh, what I'm doing. I also want to acknowledge Joyce, of course, because she's been really a big part of helping structure it. So I can speak firsthand that this, this, that Mark is a person that uh, influences influencers, tracks major thought leaders, is one dial away from some of the biggest, uh, you know, abundant people in the world that understand the secrets of creating abundance. So we'll be back in a couple minutes and we'll explore more about how you guys can actually get to the event and learn more about applying these principles.
think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your company's marketing plan? Could it use a little help? For most businesses, the answer is yes. Tune in each week to Marketing That Won't Break the Bank. Host Janet Kunst and her guests will show you how and where to bring your marketing to the next level. Each show will feature action strategies that you can implement right away and see results. We'll make this easy for you. Start by tuning in every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Wow, what a first, first segment we had with Mark Harris, and we have him for the full hour. We certainly need more time with him. I do want to remind people that you can go to Facebook, the Amplified Radio uh, business page, and you can put any comments, questions, and we will either address them on the air or we'll address them after the show. And I wanted to uh, start with Mark's conversation that uh, we had probably about two or three months ago where you invited me to share my concepts of social proof and how they help authors and speakers and influencers. And that conversation really led to you creating a product and a mastermind that is really about creating influencers and how many people have the misconception that when they say, hey, my golly, I, you know what, I'm just going to knock a book out and the world's waiting for it and I'm going to sell tons of books and I'll be the next influencer on stage right next to Tony Robbins. And that, uh, that misconception is, is led a lot of people to being not only frustrated, but basically giving up their hopes that they can make an impact in the world. And with your show, uh, with your event coming up, I just want to remind people, unlike so many other people that do events where they're looking for quote unquote butts and seats, people to attend, you actually have sellout events and 
So anybody that would like to look at this event, you're welcome to, you know, uh, look at the link, apply for the event. But uh, Mark Harris's events do sell out, and so he will certainly make sure he addresses anybody who has an inquiry. So, Mark, where was that link again? Okay, you can go to speakerauthormastermind.com, uh, speakerauthormastermind.com. And again, it is a, a very more intimate event. We actually one time a year open it up to uh, guests, basically. It's a, it's a private invitation-only thing. However, you can apply to come, you know, just one time a year. So uh, now we also have two events going on at the same time, and it's really an event promoter mastermind as well, which... Uh, and I can explain how those two work together, but basically bring together the powerhouse event people and the powerhouse speaking people. And literally during the same week, they've created some explosive opportunities by working together and promoting each other and getting gigs and, and doing so much stuff that it's, it's really off the charts. Um, in fact, you know, Dan Kennedy once said that it's actually there's no quicker way to, be, to make a million dollars a year than the speaking business. If you want me to talk about that, I can because I can explain how it works. But the reality is that is absolutely true for anybody in any field. And, that, and in addition to that, you can make money on whatever it is that you had uh, planned on selling to begin with. So it's really a powerful, powerful field. And, and the point on your, feet, on, your, on your point about the authorship, I'm, I 100% agree with that. Most people don't realize that there really is no money in making books. You know, it's really funny. I was watching Tony Robbins uh, online. He put a couple books out. His first one was called Money like a year or so ago. And after that, he came out with a, uh, a subsequent one because the first one didn't do as good as he would have liked. And it was all about the money field because he owns, he's actually on the board of a hedge fund and he's looking to get lots of people into that hedge fund. And I found it interesting that he gave away uh, all the profits of the book. But, you know, the reality is people don't understand that there's not really that much profits in the book, right? I mean, for him, if you sell it a million, he may have some. But the reality is most of his back end was all in this uh, other side of, uh, uh, you know, the, the hedge fund side. And he used the book to do it to the next step, which was to get on, you know, the Tonight Show and all these different places where he's interviewed. And, of course, he gets lots of traction. Lots of people want to buy more of the books. And the book then leads them to uh, working with him, being online, getting out into his list and all kinds of other events that he promotes and all that. So it's, it's really about a business. It's, the book is not a business, but you can turn a book into a business if you know how to do it right. So I don't know where you want to go next, but uh, that was a good well, point. Well, I, I actually wanted to go three places. And, you know, if I had just said one, you would have said ten. That's too conventional. <laughs> and I'm going to go three so we can keep you happy with the unconventional response. So okay. one place I'd like to go is Dustin Matthews. He was on the webinar last week. He's part of the speaking and also the hosting of this next event. And he has his new book with Dan Kennedy, so that's a bridge there. And, yep. uh, and he obviously is doing very well because he became an influencer. He's speaking empire to really get his influence to the level where when he gets a book out, he's got a lot of people that love seeing it, love sharing it. And we had Justin. Uh, what was Justin's last name? Justin Devonshire. Yes, and he was calling from. Uh, I, I, I keep on saying Crete, but I think it's it's somewhere in the Mediterranean. I think it's either right. uh, not Crete; it's the other one, uh, Cyprus. That's what it is, Cyprus. Yes, yeah, Cyprus. And he and he had the book, and he was bragging about how much his, uh, he he was he loved reading it from beginning to end. And he used his webinar time to share how much Dustin's book means to him. So yeah. having a book with influence means you're going to have the book have influence on your career, and that's you know Tony Robbins doing that. Uh, basically book mailing, that 
ate into quote-unquote profits, which meant whatever was left could be given away. But he, he did a great job of getting that book into people's hands. Absolutely. And, and uh, I also, well, let's, let's go ahead and, and then we're going to go to Dean Kennedy. But I wanted to just acknowledge this because I want to do this in the first part of the show, is how important it is to go to events like these masterminds. And, you know, you, I'm sure you're going to have information that you're going to give me on a regular basis so people can learn about other masterminds. And if I hadn't gone to your mastermind in Atlanta three some years ago that Lizette LaForge invited me to, I don't know if we necessarily have the relationship we have. I, I don't right. know if we have the depth and the, and the level of trust to be engaged at this level and, and creating products together. And, and I was so thankful that when we had the conversation about influence that you later created something out of that and even acknowledged that it was partly from the, the conversation we had. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a good point. I mean, there's three questions you had in that statement there, but I'll tell you what, let me just deal with that one. That was a good one. You know, one of the things that, you know, I started the Thought Leadership Alliance, you know, about 2010, about uh, actually before that with, I did a program with Jay Abraham called Thought Leader Secrets because it really was important that people start becoming the most trusted advisor to their marketplace. And, of course, some people call it thought leadership, which I started doing. Uh, some people call it, um, um, they call it, you know, being uh, credibility, you know, being a, you know, maximizing credibility. Some people call it uh, being an authority, right? Uh, they have all these different words that, that are out there. But, you know, which one does the marketplace want to adopt and which one has the marketplace adopted as what they believe they can do? One, in, in, in 10 years of working using the thought leader term, I found that most people don't want to become a thought leader. Actually, it's not that. It's that they don't really believe they can become a thought leader in their space. So, therefore, then they never will. So, that wasn't the best word, even though uh, Brenda Burchard wanted to buy my thought, leadership, thought leader association, which he did, because he, he wanted to go from expert to thought leader. He knew that was the next stage. But the reality is that most people don't believe in um, beca- that they can become a thought leader. So the other side, though, is is that a lot of people want to be an authority. Uh, some people believe they are, but a lot of people have a problem with that. Some people know that they want to do credibility, but the word that, you know, a couple of years ago I thought, you know, hey, maybe it's influence or influencer, and I registered influencer mastermind and influencer's mastermind because I was going to put together an influ- uh, a mastermind on that subject because I put them together in, in lots of different places and lots of different groups. But when you mentioned that to me, you know, I said, you know, that is the word that people are using to be adopted. They're adopting this word. It's starting to be used in lots of different places. Uh, you know, LinkedIn has an influencer section. There's, there's whole uh, people believe they can be an influencer. You know, you know, John Maxwell says that that is what leadership is, which is basically influence, nothing more, nothing less. Is what he's, I don't agree with his definition. Okay, but I love him, but I don't like that definition for lots of reasons I can go into if you want. But the bottom line is, is that it's really powerful to be an influencer, and everyone can influence somebody else. So it's believable. You can improve your influence and all that. So when I heard you say that, and I, and I saw you articulated to me in such a perfect way, I thought about it for several hours after our call, and I said, you know what, we need to create a program about that. And so I, I, I registered influencerblueprints.com, and I said, you know what, they need to know the different blueprints that you can use to influence your world. And so I started bringing on some of the best of the best people. In fact, if anybody you know who's listening and wants to 
actually get access to some really amazing material on that, and it doesn't cost me anything, is um, you can go to influencerblueprints.com forward slash amplify, and you'll first get access to this uh, this session that, that uh, Ken and I were just talking about earlier, the speaker hangouts, but you'll also get access to, uh, you know, the, the CEO of Forbes books and what he's doing with authority marketing. Uh, we, we're going to talk, we actually have other people who are going to be at our masterminds like uh, uh, Mary Agnes and Mary Agnes, basically she's, she's, she does the social media for the book launches for Jack Canfield and people like that. So you're talking about how do you how do you get to large groups of people? You know, re- recently um, Russell Brunson did a launch for his Expert Secrets. Uh, he saw they saw over three they were in front of three hundred million eyeballs in ninety days, and so we had the guy behind the PR campaign uh, on that, to Andrew O'Brien. Wow. He, he shared a lot about that on one of these. So this is you know it's a powerful thing to be in front of people, and there's two parts to that, and there's Quality and quantity. It's first got to be quality because it doesn't make any difference if I get, you know, 100 million Bangladeshis, okay, if I don't actually sell in Bangladesh, right? If I can't influence them or whatever, so, or maybe even Chinese if you don't speak Chinese or whatever. The whole point is you get the idea. It's got to be the right people. And then the second thing is it's about, it's about quantity, so getting in front of a lot of those people. So we're, we're, this is the kind of stuff that influence is really made of, and you've got to have the people who are actually doing it. You've got to work with and listen to those people and what these influencer blueprints are like. And I have you to thank for that whole series because I said, you know what, we really need to create a series about the top influencers and what they're doing, what those blueprints are for people who really need to get their message and ideas and their products and their solutions and advice out to the world. Well, I love the blueprint part because it really deals with the problem solving, the strategy, the layout of getting from beginning to end. I wanted to say that because of what you've done with your life to balance your life with uh, being a family man, husband, uh, having the time that you want to have a quality life, that I want to get to that next. But um, mm-hmm. with regard to the word influence, I was thinking about that just now is thought leader, authority, and the credibility, they have like stigmas to them to mm-hmm. some degree, like an authority could be considered like a judge, a police officer, or uh, <laughs> a thought leader may not be the influential, they may just be a genius. So it's, it's interesting that that word influence is related to parenting, it's related to, uh, as John Maxwell said, leadership. It may not be the complete definition, but it's how you're actually moving people to action. Yep. So that's really cool. Beautiful. All right, and yeah. it also influence has to do a lot with impact, and impact is what we want to consider a legacy piece. So let's go to, um, we're not going to get a chance to hear in this segment how you came up from childhood into the, the entrepreneur and mastermind, unless you could make that very concise. But what I really want to get to is how you made a, a business and a lifestyle business that allows you to have everything you want. And I wanted to include that part of how you raise your children to go through bumps and failures and um, and pain just so they could be a bigger and better leader. So I'll turn it over to you because I know that we've already had this conversation. Okay. Um, well, you know, ultimately, uh, when you want to have the lifestyle that you know you should have, that you want to have, if you studied it and said, okay, this is, I want to have the lifestyle of my dreams, you first have to know what those dreams are. And most people first have a problem of, of understanding what 
the true lifestyle should be. But let's just pretend you, you and there is a should, I think. There's a lot of good uh, elements of a great lifestyle. You shouldn't be necessarily working 167 hours a week, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, it's, a little, it's unbalanced and so forth. So when I, I made the decision and a priority about family, you know, I said, you know, I'm married. I want to stay married. I want to, I've been married for 27 years. Uh, I married the, the woman of my dreams. The Almighty gave me my wife. There's no question about that. It was miraculous. But the reality is, is that to keep that wife, to keep that family, we've been married for 334 months uh, as of today. Today has our 334-month anniversary. We started celebrating our monthly anniversary every uh, back when I first started. We do a date night every week. And it's about making these things priorities. Um, when is that date and, night, Mark? I mean, Tuesday, usually it's Tuesday night, but we went last night because uh, we were going to go see Engelbert Humperdinck, long story, on Sunday, and that didn't work out. So then we yesterday I had a speaking engagement in downtown Cleveland with a guy who wants me to do a pro athlete's mastermind, and he wants to bring LeBron James in for that. And so what happened was I said, well, let's just go downtown. We'll have date night tomorrow. Uh, plus, when she was pregnant, we had to go to this little event to kind of check to verify everything was going good with the pregnancy. So basically we did it yesterday, but usually it's on Tuesdays. Um, and just to reiterate something, you're saying that someone that works like 120 hours a week, it may be a little off balance for giving the kind of time they need to have for their family. Obviously, you know, there's, it's, you know, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, you know, it's about making those, those decisions. And, you know, the decision is like the, the Latin word deciso instead of incision, which is to cut open. A decision is to cut off. You have to decide what you're going to cut off. And, you know, it's, it's, it's about taking that seriously, and it's, a, it's about putting those things first. So I'll give you an example. So it's about 10 years ago, uh, Jay Abraham had his 25-year business anniversary, and he put together a, a group of the top 25 business and marketing minds. And he had people like Stephen Covey before he passed, and his son. He had Fran Tarkington there, Mark Victor Hansen, The Chicken Soup for the Soul. He had the editor of Success Magazine. He had some of the top people that you could, you know, you ever imagine there. And he picked me as number 25, which I was, you know, first of all, I said, what? <laughs> but anyway, I got this, you know, one of those top 25 business and marketing minds. And I, was, I said, well, while I'm here, I'm going to ask these guys some questions. And so I asked every one of them, and I found out that 80% of, of speakers are actually um, divorced. And most of them have a bad relationship with their children. And I said, you know, and I found out the reason was because they were really always on the road, and, and that was a problem. So I said, well, I can tell you this. That's not going to happen to me. So what I did was, at first, I said, okay, uh, family. I said, well, I'm going to take two 40-day trips per year. And so we did it first, uh, one in the spring and one in the fall, and that's the only time I would actually speak. And uh, we liked those trips. They were awesome, and they were fun and all that. And then what I did was I eventually said, hey, guys, how about if we go permanently travel so we can speak a lot more and go anywhere we want? I mean, last summer we spent the entire summer in Yosemite National Park, and I would work during the week a little bit, but we were going cliff diving two or three times a week and, and climbing Alcabatan and doing all kinds of great stuff. 
But the reality was, I said, let's make a decision. You know, let's make a commitment that we were, they were going to come with me wherever I go. See, if my wife and my children come with me wherever I go, there's not a chance to lose my wife. There's not really a chance to lose my children. It's a, in fact, it's just the opposite. I will now engage them. I will connect with them. We'll have fun together. Well, you know, it'll be a beautiful and awesome and wonderful thing. And making that commitment, I mean, I have 12 children, so when I go, it's a big deal, right? I mean, every time we go somewhere, we have a 45-foot bus that we've re, you know, you know, fashioned to have not only 12 desks and 12 beds and place for 12 people's stuff and everything else. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal, but it's a decision that's worth every bit. I have a close family who everybody loves me. We spend time every day together. We have a family night every week. We, we do a lot of stuff together. So it works. It really does work. You do have to make a decision to do that. Uh, it's not an easy well, I can, I can imagine that they have more appreciation for what you're committed to doing as a leader and as a person who's actually transforming people's lives because they're watching you do it there. And then they're also learning from it, so they're able to get the same advice that you would give to strangers and getting as family members so they can become part of what you're doing and live and continue that legacy. Absolutely. I mean, I bring on, and most of the time, and, and most people don't know this, but I'll share it here, is that the reason why I bring on the top people in the world in almost every area of life and business and professional stuff is because I want those mentors for myself. You know, I've, I've taught my children, I said, look, if you guys want to, you know, become the best violinist, I want you to practice it. I want you to get the, the best book. I want you to get the best course, learn from the best guy or gal in the world. And then after you've learned it to the best you can, I want you to know it better than the guy who actually wrote it or did the course. And then I want you to reach out to them, and I'll help you reach out to them. And then I want you to ask them the question that they never answered. I want them to say, you know what? That's right. I never answered that question in the book. Or you know what? That's a great question. And you just did them a great service, and now you can be mentored by the greatest people in the world. I've done the same thing. You know, I'm planning on doing thousands of events here in the next few years. And um, so I've got the best guys in the world, like Russ Whitney. Okay, give me an example. Russ literally uh, had a speaking business. He had a great product. He went and sold his product at events. He then got he he, he booked his calendar. And then he realized, okay, how am I going to go further with this? Well, eventually he started doing events. He did uh, you know lots of events and more and more and more to the point where he's doing 600 events per week in multiple countries, but he did that through literally duplicating himself, getting other people to do his speech for him. He had a staff of business. He was doing $250 million a year, and that was just one of his companies. He then took that to a second company, did it in 10 different companies he owned. He did it in the real estate field, did it in the training field, like, I'm sorry, the stock trading field. He did it in, and he took people's products that were doing a million a year, turned it into doing 30 million a year. Uh, he did this over and over again. When Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, he didn't have a training company. No, he just had a book. And he went to a Russ and said, hey, what are, how are we going to do this? How can you help me figure out a way to make a, uh, a training company out of this? And Russ said, sure. And he owned 51% of it. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki owned 9%. And now to the state's a publicly traded company. He's doing like $80 million a year. And now Russ owns is still the majority, like 38%, and Robert owns like 9%. Uh, but he's done this in industry after industry after industry and done it for other people. And I said, well, Russ, let's create a mentorship program for other people who want to do the same thing, to take their product and then sell it, duplicate themselves through 
either other speakers or creating a licensing program or whatever they need. And then what we can do is we can show them how hey, to Mark. create these events. Go change the world. Yes. We actually ran out of time. I wanted to do the, the rapid battle with you, and I also wanted to have uh, Joyce and Gita ask you a couple questions. So what we're going to do is we're going to have those questions on Amplified and allow you to answer those questions so people can learn about what your favorite books are, who your favorite mentors are. Thank you very much for all the information you shared. And we will put the links for the, the event coming up, as well as some uh, rapid-fire questions so that you can answer those on our Facebook page. Awesome. Well, thank you very know much. you want me to do next, buddy. Amazing. You bet, buddy. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. Thanks, Joyce. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard. Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash the Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page.